the last Mission Impossible, you mm. learned how to hold your breath underwater. Yes. Tell the people how long, this is incredible, how long can you hold your breath for underwater? Six and a half minutes. <gasps> Good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those takes underwater because it took, from the time you get rid of the regulator, get rid of the bubbles, get on the side, and we wanted to do it in one shot. So they were very, very long shots. So these takes took, you know, they, I'd have to hold it consistently, you know, safely up to four minutes almost for every take. Almost to the point of why bother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
The blame points to you and your team. The president has initiated ghost protocol. The entire IMF has been disavowed. So what happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. The secretary is dead. The four of us are all that remains of the IMF. No safe house, no support or extraction. Everyone connected with this man is an asset with valuable information. We come back with our target, or we don't come back. And uh, how do you propose that we do that? We take him out. Yeah, we take him out, but you know, discreetly. Discreetly. over before it even begins. Would you care to explain yourself, Brandt? Who are you, really? We all have our secrets. Don't we, Ethan? Okay, this is a slight wrinkle. We're gonna have to go into the server room from the outside. We? I'm, I'm on the computer. found the fountain of youth. I think that there's uh, some weird uh, potion. He has developed a serum uh, from the genitals of frogs and uh, he's cooked it into a special stew which he consumes every night through a small straw. It was pretty dynamic doing them. Challenging, you know, very challenging. And, and, you know, but I've been doing it so long you develop, you know, you work on skills and I get to learn new things and uh, so far it hasn't been a problem. Played up the comedy. It's got. It's a, it's a, the film's got very clean visual edge to it. Most importantly, Brad Bird, who's, who's gone from animation to live action, but he's basically still directing it like The Incredibles. I mean, it's the same sort of story. Superheroes. They've been disavowed by the world, but actually they're still needed. And crucially, rather than going for 3D, he's gone for IMAX. Now, if you get a chance to see this film in IMAX, you really should. That sequence when Tom Cruise has to climb up 17 floors whilst up on the hundredth and something floor of a skyscraper was vertiginous in the extreme, and is actually the best advert for IMAX I've seen in a very long time. Christopher <laughs> Nolan, who's directing the new Dark Knight movie, feels the same way. And I have this suspicion that 2012 is going to be the year that demonstrates the future isn't 3D, the future mm. is IMAX. Okay, so we're kicking off with Ghost Protocol, released in 2011 and directed by Brad Bird. So the plot for this one. So blame for a terrorist attack on the Kremlin, Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, and the entire IMF agency are disavowed by the US government while the president initiates the ghost protocol. Forced to go off the grid, left without resources or backup, Hunt must somehow clear the agency's name and prevent another attack. Complicating matters even more, Ethan must undertake the impossible mission with a group of fellow IMF fugitives whose actual motives are suspect. So the gross in this one, it grossed 700 million US dollars, worldwide on a budget of 145 million, so it made nearly five times its budget, and it was the fifth highest grossing movie 
worldwide in 2011, with the, the winner that year being the final Harry Potter movie. And it is the third highest grossing Mission Impossible movie domestically at this time. So ratings-wise, it's done really well. So from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 93%. Whilst the critics on IMDb, it's got a 73 out of 100 score. Audience-wise, audiences liked it as well with a 76% Rotten Tomatoes audience score and a 7% Rotten Tomatoes audience score and a 7.4 IMDb audience rating. And here is a fact related to the movie. Although the screenplay is credited to Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, future Mission Impossible writer and director Christopher McQuarrie did an uncredited rewrite. And in summary, stylish, fast-paced and loaded with gripping set pieces, the fourth Mission Impossible is a big-budget popcorn entertainment that really works. So did it work for you, Paul? Yeah, absolutely brilliant film. It just takes takes the franchise up another level from Free, which was a decent film. It wasn't brilliant, but it was, it was a decent film. And this, what, five years later? Four or five years later? It uh, really up. Uh, five years, yeah, five. Yeah, raises the bar. But, and uh, just from the bit at the start, even... Saw it in the cinema and IMAX. I think one of the first films I saw in IMAX. And the bit at the start is just really quite funny when he's in the prison in, in Russia. Yeah. Uh, it's just really clever how it all comes together. It's just, no, I think it's Bog- a brilliant film. Bogdan. Is it a Bogdan? Yeah. Bogdan. Yeah. yeah. To the camera. <laughs> yeah. And Yuri and Bogdan. Yeah. No, brilliant film. Very good film. Yeah, I think you were saying, uh, seeing it in IMAX. For for me, well, in Edinburgh, for those that don't know, the first IMAX screen, uh, it's still the only IMAX screen in Edinburgh is at Cineworld here. And uh, yeah, I think this was perhaps the first movie, or new movie that was released in IMAX here at that time. So yeah, I remember going to see it. It was maybe just after Christmas. It was, um, yeah. So it was 2011 or something. Yeah, I thought of that calling from work at the time yeah yeah so it was around christmas holidays yeah yeah so it was always special from that i always think it was the first imax movie in edinburgh i went to see it with, with allison and jeff i totally agree it's where i think it's when the mission impossible franchise found its groove it found its tone and it's been consistent from here on in um i think it's just found that audience sweet spot and they've made consistently great movies since then and <laughs> And it's also the start of the film titles that you can never remember. Yeah, I just know it as Mission Impossible 4. <laughs> yeah, no, you can never remember the titles of these movies. I think this is the most purely fun Mission Impossible movie. It's just the most yeah, fun mean. to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could well be right there, actually. Yep. Doesn't take pure, it doesn't, and it just rattles through, doesn't give you time to think. The pace, it doesn't let up from the beginning. I think, you know, it's really globetrotting as well, isn't it? I think you've got Dubai... Russia, Hungary, uh, the US. Moscow. Yeah. That's good. And I think, um, oh yeah, the Moscow stuff was great. I like the gadget with, uh, you know, the projector screen to confuse the guards. That's the best one, isn't it? Really good. Uh, Another really good thing is, uh, I think it's Anil Anil Kapoor, the actor who played the, I think when, was it Mumbai they go to? Yeah. Mumbai. 
And mm. yeah, he's the guy that owns obviously the big extravagant palace type place. He's holding the party and he's mm. uh, flirting with Paula uh, Patton. Uh, yeah, he's he's brilliant, really funny. And she was good, oh, actually, yeah. Paula Patton. Um, the kind of the comedic side of things, I think those two mm. uh, is a highlight of the movie. And I think actually the humour in it's really good throughout, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a bit like the lighter side of Bond, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Because for me, that probably overtook the Bond films at that point, possibly. I think. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's actually a good point. It is in a lot of ways, and this is actually a compliment, it is like something like the Spy Who Loved Me updated. It just mm-hmm. gets that tone just absolutely perfectly where yeah. the right side of comedy and action and seriousness. Yeah, yeah. And as always, the stunts are amazing, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it comes back to, you know, Tom Cruise is doing those things. I mean, the, the, the one on the, the Burj Khalifa is, mm. you know, I remember seeing at the time people, tourists were taking videos of Tom Cruise kind of running outside the building, you know, from mm. God knows how many feet up. Fair play to him. Yeah, no, all, all the stuff in Dubai is great, actually. Yes. You know, yeah. um, you, you ever been to Dubai? I've not somewhere I'd like to go. Yeah, you've been, been interesting. You? No, no, I've I've, no. I've near I've nearly been. Uh, well, Dhabi? I was in Abu Dhabi. I was in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and yeah, Dubai's what an hour's drive or something. I think from there, it's not too far away. And I, on rewatching it, here's something I'd totally forgotten. Uh, uh, Leah Sadoz in it, who obviously plays uh, played in the the last two James Bond movies, Madeline. That's right, yeah. She's in Totally the, forgot. Yeah, because she'd also done Inglorious Bastards, didn't she? Oh, did she? Yeah, she was in that, which would have been two years previous to this. Yeah, That's so totally she, she was in this. Yeah, she she's she's in the hotel in Dubai, isn't she? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Uh I mean uh, some of I think Jeremy Renner was really good. Good as a franchise. Good. Really good. A uh, shame he wasn't mm. back in the latest one. Mm. Um, I like wasn't in the sixth uh, one either, was he? No, I think you're just in the fourth and fifth. Yeah, four, fourth and fifth. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, some other moments I liked. The, uh, the bad guy Hendrix at the, the end mm. of the movie where he grabs the case so Tom Cruise can't get it and just, <laughs> just falls off the parking lot. Yeah, grabs it and jumps off. <laughs> it's just quite funny. Um, and I liked as well the the twist in it, where you've all all throughout the movie you're thinking uh, that uh, obviously from the third movie, Ethan Hunt was married, and you're led to believe his wife's dead throughout this movie, mm-hmm. and then it's revealed it was all you know just like a, um, all cloak and daggers to protect mm-hmm. her, and she's she's living in San Francisco now. I thought that was a really quite a good good uh, twist as well. Yeah, and what do you think of the gadgets in this one? I think you had the printing briefcase. So when you've seen uh, the, the kind of eye scanner thing, it would see mm-hmm. something and then it would be printed uh, oh. in the briefcase, mm-hmm. you know, in another room. And you had, the I think, the eye retina scan. You had the robot, mm-hmm. the suit, the magnetic kind of suit, and the robot that would take you along above it. Oh, yeah. And, and there, and of course, the gloves that Tom Cruise is using to climb up uh, the building, which keep failing, mm. which, which is good. So there was some good stuff in there. Uh, and, I, and I think another fun moment is 
when uh, Tom Cruise is stopping the, the missile from exploding. And he's like, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's talking to uh, the guys later in the bar and he's like, really? You said that? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or corny. So, anything you didn't like about the movie? No, I don't think there is, actually. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. But, but no, I, th- I thought it was pretty flawless, really. What about yeah. you? Do you see any weaknesses in it? It would be nitpicking, uh, but maybe just the bad, the main bad guy, Hendrix, because uh, mm-hmm. Michael uh, Ninquist is, is is a great actor, uh, but he's not really given that much to do in this, and I think his character and his motivations are are pretty thin. It's very much the MacGuffin. Here's the bad guy, and here's what mm-hmm. he's going to do. And, uh, he runs around the time, yeah. Yeah, whereas I think maybe you see in the next couple of movies, the bad guys are given that maybe extra dimension, uh, which mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have. But, um, but yeah, he was still, still good, good in it. So Ben, what did you think of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? I think it was really good. It was really fun and there's loads of great action in it. And I think, oh, I haven't seen the first three movies, but I know it's better than the first three, I think. And it's really cool when the main characters climbing up the Burj Khalifa and it's really cool because you know like you've done it in real life and yeah it's a really good story as well. So what did you think of Tom Cruise as an action hero? He's really good because he's like 60 but he looks not 60 uh, and he's really good at stuff like even though he's like like in an older age and he's really great at acting as well, and the stunts. Uh, was there, what was your favourite scene from the, from the movie? Uh, probably when they're uh, climbing up the Burj Khalifa Tower, it's really cool. And what did you think of the, the bad guy in it? Honestly, I can't really remember who was the bad guy in it. And what was your favourite gadget from the movie? I don't really know. I think the gloves that he used were yeah. cool. So we are ranking each of these, top, middle or lower tier. Where would you place Rogue Nation? Top. Yep, I agree with you. Top tier Mission Impossible movie. And I would go as far as saying one of the best action movies of the last 20 years. I think it's that yep. good. I would agree with that. Yep. Great. You have to get through 12 feet of concrete and 70,000 gallons of pressurized water without any metal. No oxygen tanks. Benji, stand by to receive. Ethan, you ready? Important point. If you haven't opened that hatch after two and a half minutes, we're both dead. No, no, no. Ethan, do you copy? Ethan, abort! Abort now! Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you okay to drive? I mean, a minute ago, you were dead. What are you talking about? This is not going to end well. Mr. Chairman, the time has come to dissolve the IMF. It's not just a rogue organization. It is a disgraced one. 
Shutting down the IMF is a mistake you may regret. This is Brent. No security. Go. The syndicate is real, and they know who we are. You need cooling! A rogue nation, trained to do what we do. An anti-IMF. They're coming after us with everything they've got. Oh, boy. You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. Take your position. I have eyes. The show is about to start. Got it. You and your team will answer for every wanton act of mayhem you are responsible for. Now we are all wanted by the CIA. Awesome. Keep your seatbelt on. You want to be that now? This may be our last mission. Let's make it count. Open the door! Come on. Yeah, I'm trying. Benji, open that door right now! Oh my god! I have always loved Mission Impossible. Oh, thanks. I like <laughs> We've never met before, right? She is a badass. She walked in the room, McHugh and I were like, I just looked at him, I was like, she got the job. She got the job. You've met your match. I saw Tom and Chris walking up to me and I sort of went, I can work with them. <laughs> That's the only way. That's the only way. But we were lucky. Was. That's lucky. how we felt. Her timing. Her rhythm with the fights, her movement. Just the height thing you had to get over. Yeah, I had vertigo. The first thing you did was jump off the roof of the opera. Yeah, Tom was yes. kind enough to tell me. He <laughs> said, vertigo, great. So we're descending from the rooftop in Vienna. Awesome. Oh, there's so much risk and the stakes yeah. are so high. But anything can happen. Get in! Ilsa is an incredible badass in this movie. What the? She tried to shoot me? It doesn't make her a bad person. Oh! Change of plan! Throw her out! Christopher McQuarrie, who directs here, he does have that fantastic open, opening set piece, but really as a director, the only previous film he's directed is Jack Reacher. And the kind of binding aesthetic of that movie was just let Tom Cruise do what he wants. The same thing kind of happens here. And I just think, you know, where's the vision? It, it just, the set pieces could almost be rearranged into any order. And the film would make no less sense than it does already. There's not that kind of binding vision behind it. If you want to see Tom Cruise kind of pinballing around the place, then, you know, you get that bang for your buck. And I think, you know, it, the, the film kind of works on its own terms. But mm. for me, it's, it's the first Mission Impossible film since the second one to feel like it's just stringing along this very odd and very cherishable franchise yeah. and not really doing anything else with it. Okay, so Rogue Nation was released in 2015, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. And the plot for this one, with the IMF now disbanded and Ethan Hunt out in the cold, a new threat called The Syndicate soon emerges. The Syndicate is a network of highly skilled optists who are dedicated to establishing a new world order via an escalating series of terrorist attacks. Faced with what may be the most impossible mission yet, 
Ethan gathers his team and joins forces with Elsa Faust, played by Rebecca Ferguson, a disavowed British agent who may or not who may or may not be a member of this deadly rogue nation. So the gross for this one, uh, it grossed just a little bit less than Ghost Protocol, so it took 682 million worldwide on a budget of 150 million. So it made four and a half times its budget, and it was the eighth highest grossing movie worldwide in 2015, with Star Wars The Force Awakens being the top earner that year. And it is, to date, the fourth highest grossing Mission Impossible movie of all time domestically. So ratings-wise, it's done extremely well again. So 94% fresh Rotten Tomatoes score uh, from the critics and 75 out of 100 critic meta score on IMDb. Audience-wise, very good again. 87% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And a fact for you, stunt coordinator Wade Eastwood claims that Cruise held his breath for just over six minutes in the underwater sequence, which is it's one of these things. I, I, I don't know if there's anything Tom Cruise can, <laughs> can actually do, you know. Um, and in summary, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation continues the franchise's thrilling resurgence and proves that Tom Cruise remains an action star without equal. Rogue Nation, Paul, uh, when did you see this and, and what did you think of it? So in the cinema... Uh, I've seen all of them apart from the second one, cinema, but brilliant. Possibly the best one. Possibly. Uh, I just think it's just brilliant how, because like when it gets to four films in a franchise, well, even after three, you think, oh, generally the quality goes down, but these actually just seem to go up at another level. And I just thought it was brilliant, everything about it. I liked the bit at the start as well, and it's good having Rebecca Ferguson in it, and I like the baddie's quite sinister, actually. He's quite scary. He's brilliant. Great baddie. Uh, Lean. He's, he's quite scary. Yes. And, and just <laughs> I think he'd be it, scary in real life, to be fair. Oh, yeah. He always plays that character, doesn't he? The actor. I know. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's brilliant, and just all the scenes and... I like the editing in a lot of the Mission Impossible films. It almost it all goes together, all fits together well, and yeah. the little sort of even when they change their mask, their face and stuff, it's just really quite clever. And of course, the bit yeah. at the start is amazing. The stunt on the plane, absolutely, but yeah, an excellent film. Yeah, uh, so I've seen this at the cinema as well, and I remember not enjoying it as much as Ghost Protocol. However, I think it's a less kind of frenetic movie. It does it mm. does pause <laughs> for for breath a bit more. However, it's one of those movies that I think gets better with repeated viewing. Mm-hmm. And if you could ask me on different days which I prefer, Rogue Nation or Ghost Protocol, I would kind of swing <laughs> backwards and forwards, uh, depending on what mood I'm in. Uh, but yeah, it's another hugely impressive movie uh, in in the series. Great movie. Uh, yeah, as you said, Sean Harris is a bad guy. Mm. You know, the series is the best bad guy. No doubt mm. about it. He's the best bad guy. Just really hateable and scary character. Um, I think you've got great stunts in it again. I mean, even opening one with Tom Cruise <laughs> clinging onto the side of the plane, mm. which, again, he done for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you can remember at the time reading up on it and you were hearing that obviously it was very risky because the plane's going that fast along the runway before takeoff, mm. 
and if anything kind of a stone or anything pops up, you know, could kill Tom Cruise, hits him mm. in the head. So long he must person, have good insurance. Ah, <laughs> oh, be some healthy insurance there. Uh, and of course, you mentioned Rebecca Ferguson being in it, who's yeah, a good. brilliant addition to the franchise, mm. isn't she? Yeah. So beautiful, charismatic, talented. And I, I loved her characters, Dubaiety as well. You could never quite sure if you could trust her or not. Mm, that's right. Which was good. You were always kind of changing your mind on it. Uh, and the same with uh, Alec, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alec he's Baldwin. He's good, actually. He's good. He's right? good, isn't he? Uh, and I like his, the way he's changes his opinion by the end and comes out yeah. supporting. Uh, can neither uh, confirm nor deny. That's what uh, yeah. Jeffrey Dean is. Confirm really... or deny. Jeremy Renner, yeah, he's really good yeah. again, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's More the same, he's not been back since then. Mm. Um, and I like the, uh, the nice twist at the beginning where I think Ethan Hunt goes to the record shop in London yeah, and he London, thinks he's yeah. getting his next mission, but it's actually the syndicate who kind of uh mm. gas him uh mm. and capture him there i like the the uh, how they had the record giving him his mission if yeah. it's needle down uh yeah that was really good that was pretty good quite right as is yeah mm. as is how, how good is the opera scene in this movie yeah oh yeah all the the fighting and stuff yeah and uh, rebecca ferguson Reminded me a bit of the Living Daylights, but it was better than the Living Daylights. Oh, yeah. He tries to shoot the character. Yeah. Bond tries to shoot uh, the lady with the cello. <laughs> or uh, The Godfather 3, that's what it reminded me of. Mm, yeah. You know, the end of that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that, that whole scene is fantastic from beginning to, to end. Uh, the opera, the way, the way it's kind of staged, the music, camera framing, sound, brilliant piece of cinema and again we've got some some good gadgets in here uh, again including the electronic pick lock device that just seems to <laughs> attach to the lock and unlocks it for you um and what about the humor and does anything immediately spring to mind that you felt that you found funny i like the bit at the end near the end when tom holland the prime minister and how they <laughs> how they feel that Atley, the character, yep. he always plays the same character as well. But he's he does. Atley, how uh, obviously it's Ethan Hunt that's wearing a mask, his mask, and <laughs> it's just really quite clever how, how they do it. And did they not get his? Is it his retina or, or his voice or something? Yeah, yep. yeah. In the crop and yeah, the box and stuff. So, no, yep. I, I find that a bit quite funny. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think the, the funniest part for me was when uh, after Tom Cruise is kind of drowned, they've brought him back to life. Remember, he runs outside to get in the car and he jumps over the bonnet and the Mission Impossible music like dun, 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 and he jumps over and falls flat on his face. Yeah. <laughs> because he's obviously just come to again having been revived. He's like, oof. He's done that <laughs> deliberately. So, yeah, he's doing that deliberately so Rebecca Ferguson will revive him. Uh, uh, <laughs> wouldn't we all want that? Uh, to be fair, wouldn't we all want that? Uh, and anything that's in this episode that you didn't particularly like? No. I don't think there was anything. Yeah, hard to pick holes in it, isn't it? It's pretty, I know, pretty, I just really like pretty it. flawless. 
Yep. Music yeah, no, okay. and direction. Perform. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much all on point, isn't it? Uh, so what did you think of Rogue Nation? Uh, it was really good. It had uh, lots of great moments and I probably liked it more than Ghost Protocol, but I don't really know. They're mainly on the same level, I think. And the villain was really good in it. Was the villain scary? Yeah, but not not really in this one, but in the next one he's scary. Yeah, and what did you think of the, the bad guy group in this one called the Syndicate? They were scary. Yeah? Yeah. And what was your favourite action sequence from this movie? Um, Probably when they're at the opera at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what made that good? Uh, because there's loads of things going on at the same time, but it feels like it's connected and it really feels really... Uh, cool. Yeah, and Rebecca Ferguson was added to the franchise as Elda Faust. What did you think of her? Uh, yeah, she was really good. Yeah, good character. Yeah, and any funny moments in the movie that you particularly laughed at? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, there it probably was, but I just can't really remember. Yeah. So I think I know where we're going with this. Uh, <laughs> Top, middle, or lower tier, I'm going top again. Yeah, same as me. Alrighty. So, uh, the MI movies are doing well in this episode. Let's see if 2018's Fallout can continue the trend. I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? That's not who we are. Maybe we need to reconsider that. So, how is he? Oh, you know, same old Ethan.
find it best not to look. So you're the first director to ever come back for a Mission Impossible movie. Uh, what brought you back? Um, Tom. Tom, really? uh, Tom asked me to come back. I, I said, no, I can't do that. Uh, you know, this is a different director every time. That's, that's what the fans come to expect. And he said, well, precedents are made to be broken. I want you to come back, and, and I feel like we've got more story to tell. So I said, okay, I'll do it, but I'm not going to continue in the direction we're going. You know, right. Rogue Nation really tipped its hat to Ghost Protocol. And I said, I think a third time it's going to be cute and we need to change direction. I want to make a darker movie. I want to make a more personal movie, a longer movie, a bigger movie, and Tom said, okay. And it's not exactly jam-packed with character development, but I like that they gave Ethan a sense of progression. You know, this isn't pretending, this isn't under the illusion that this is the same Ethan as the first film, mm -hmm. which is a nice breakaway from, there's a little bit of a tendency with Tom Cruise films recently to pretend that he is a 30-year-old man it's like the mummy. Let's not bring that back up again. But it's nice to that it's actually, it, it, we've sensed that he's gone on a journey, mm -hmm. even though those films are so insular and so sort of, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you haven't seen Rogue Nation. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they're bringing in Henry Cavill, who's something of a younger threat. And he's also made to really reckon with the choices that he's made over his life. And that's where the title comes from, like the fallout of all your good intentions, mm. which is a great line from the trailer. For example, what happens to his wife, Julia, played by Michelle Monaghan, who has had to previously take on a new identity just to protect herself from the shadow of Ethan Hunt. And so it's a nice way of subtly reflecting back on the previous films without really impacting this idea of the flawless hero. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be the last one, but if it is, I feel like it is a pretty perfect finale. So for the first time in the franchise's history, uh, we had a returning director. So Christopher McQuarrie was back uh, for 2018's Fallout. And the plot for this one, so Ethan Hunt and the IMF team join forces with CIA assassin August Walker. <laughs> what a good name, August Walker. Uh, played by Henry Cavill and his moustache uh, to prevent a disaster of epic proportions. Arms dealer John Lark and a group of terrorists known as the Apostles plan to use three plutonium cores for a simultaneous nuclear attack on the Vatican, Jerusalem and Mecca in, South, as in Saudi Arabia, I should say. When the weapons go missing, Ethan and his crew find themselves in a desperate race against time to prevent them from falling into the wrong hands. So the gross for this one was a franchise high as it grossed just under 800 million worldwide on a budget of 178 million. So it made similar to um, to uh, Rogue Nation, uh, just over four and a half times its budget. And it was the eighth highest grossing movie, both domestically and worldwide in 2018 with Black Panther taking the crown domestically and Avengers Infinity War taking the crown worldwide. Uh, and as I mentioned already, yeah, highest grossing Mission Impossible movie of all time at this date in August 2023. And ratings wise, franchise high here. So 97% fresh Rotten Tomato score, 86 out of 100 critic meta score on IMDb. 
for the audience wise, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fantastic. Okay. And on IMDb, it has a 7.7 out of 10 audience score. And here's a fact for you. So Cruz broke his ankle jumping from one rooftop <laughs> to the other in London while filming. And that take is actually included in the movie. So I, so you, you probably knew as well when you watched it, which scene it was. Mm-hmm. And you can, every time I watch it, I just kind of wince. At the, obviously, yeah. you know, he's broken his ankle and he's pulled himself up and hobbled off. Again, is there anything Tom Cruise can't do? Broken bones can't even stop the man. No. Uh, and then somebody, fast, sleek and fun, Mission Impossible Fallout lives up to the impossible part of its name by setting yet another high mark for insane set, set pieces in a franchise full of them. Okay, so is that a franchise high for you, Paul? Yeah, another brilliant, brilliant film. It's hard to know, is it, is it better than the previous one or is it certainly on par? But uh, brilliant. A lot of the same cast, actually, that were in the previous one. Yep. We've got Angela Bassett and Vanessa Kirby in it. And I like, yeah, I like the chases on the motorbike and it looks sore, that bit. And then he jumps, <laughs> then he goes down underneath. It looks quite sore, but Rebecca Ferguson, you still don't know if she's good or bad when you're watching it mm-hmm. as well. And obviously Solomon Lane's back, obviously. Who's like the baddie, he's brilliant. And no, I thought it was a really good, bright film. And the, the stunts, as always, particularly at the end, when he's hanging on to the helicopter, and then when he's in the helicopter, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And again, Tom Cruise, being Tom Cruise, actually pilots the, for real, pilots the helicopter. <laughs> That's him flying the helicopter. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy, uh, but yeah, I think this this is this is my favorite Mission Impossible movie. Um, this was my favorite movie of 2018, and I would say to you, this is arguably the greatest action movie of the 21st century. That's how highly I rate this movie. I think it it's is. It's brilliant. I think they set everything up really well at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I think. You've got some additions to the cast that are fantastic, like Henry Cavill is yeah, he's really good in this yeah. movie. Uh, was it? Uh, I think Ethan Hunt's the scalpel, and um, and <laughs> and Henry Cavill's character is the hammer. <laughs> but he's great in it. He, yes. He's one of the best bad guys in the franchise. Henry Cavill, absolutely superb. Vanessa Kirby is really good mm-hmm. as the no, is it the sort of the granddaughter of? Max from the original movies, original movie. I can't remember if she's the daughter or granddaughter. I can't remember. Uh, but she's great casting as well. Really good. Uh, again, Dubai to there. Is she good? Is she not good? And so on. Uh, and I think Angela Bassett, another good addition mm-hmm. yeah, to the cast good. there. And I think that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie when Henry Cavill and uh, Angela Bassett meet up in Paris and they're, they're kind of looking out onto the Eiffel Tower. Again, just mm-hmm. a great short scene there, the way it's, the, the way it's shot. And uh, I think in it as well, some great stunts again. I think the, the halo jump, which again, Tom Cruise is unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, skydive at 30,000 feet. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
I'd love, I'd, I'd love to try it, to be fair. Um, would you be interested? Yeah, I think I would, actually. Yeah? Just, mm. <laughs> just get them to push you out. <laughs> mm. uh, no, I'd love to give that a go. Uh, but yeah, the halo jump. Um, I think the cinematography and direction, absolutely spot on. Looks great. Shot so well. I think you know Paris and London in particular look fantastic. Um, so it's a nightclub, it, uh, isn't it? Yeah, the nightclub in Paris is, is tremendous, club. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that whole sequence. Yeah. What about the bathroom fight? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and because they're big guys, as well, Tom Cruise isn't, but any kind of big guy, you know, in that short, n- not much room as well, and that quite claustrophobic, and that's what helps mm-hmm. the scene. I mean, we were talking earlier on about some of the best scenes in the franchise, but I forgot about that one. That's a brilliant scene, that bathroom. Because it is so Mm. brutal. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's really, really good. Do you know, it reminded me a wee bit of one of the best fight scenes in film, Red Grant and Bond and from Rush With Love, because they're in that tight space, you know, in the train. And it reminded me of that a bit. Just really, really good. Yeah. I mean, all the action in this is just so, again, brutal, imaginative, you know, filmed really well. Yeah, you know what's going on. The editing's not too fast. Really, really good. Um, and it's great to see Rebecca Ferguson back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, again, uh, Alec Baldwin's back. Uh, spoiler. A bit mm-hmm. of a hero's death, but he's he's yeah. really good in it. Um, and I think this movie has the best soundtrack as well. What do you think? I can't really remember the music, to be honest. Not really? I can't really remember. What I do think is brilliant is at the end as well, when he's hanging off the cliff and stuff. Like oh, yeah. the atmosphere and maybe the music, obviously the music will play a part in that, but it's just just brilliant. The thing that gets me as well, it looks obviously a lot of it was real stunts, but there will have been some that aren't that are in a studio and it but it all looks like really real, mm-hmm. even the bits that are probably CGI, it looks really, really real. Well, I think uh Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie kind of come from the same school as Christopher Nolan that they want to try and do it in camera. They want to do it practically if they can, mm. because it's real, and yeah. the audience knows it's real. Mm. You know whether it's the halo jump, uh, you know the whole uh, the truck sequence, the, the the chase through Paris, which is sensational. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually at the beginning of that's a lot like the Dark Knight, where the police van's taken, um, yeah. RV Dent through. I mean, it's quite similar to that, but that whole. That whole sequence is great because it's real. It's real trucks, it's mm-hmm. motorbikes and cars, and it's filmed on the streets. It's yeah. like crews running yeah. along the rooftops and all that kind of stuff. It's been done. It's there. It's real. You know it's real. And, and it, it does... shows his... Yeah. Just because it shows that he's got a human side as well when, mm-hmm. like, that French policewoman on her own, and then they're like, just go away. And then the guys come and shoot her, and, like, he says, I'm sorry, and he tries to get her help. Even though he's like yeah. having having to get away quickly, he still wants to yeah. help the person. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we get our our bad guy back again. Mm-hmm. Lean. Yep. Sean yeah. Harris is back, uh, and again, he's he's superb in this, isn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, I think between him and Henry Cavill, it's just a great little double act. Even and... Han, even when you take you down, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> Good to see him back, and I think the yeah, as I mentioned already, the London chase I think is just incredible. Mm. Uh, and I, I like the fact at the end you're thinking, why? Well, why is he going to take 
one of these bombs and really into the middle of nowhere. And then you see, it's, I would say, Hunt's ex-wife is working out there. And it's like, mm. oh, nice, you know, clever. And it, it just ramps up that emotional involvement as well for both Hunt and the yeah. audience. Very, very clever uh, to, to do that there in a really dramatic final third. So anything yeah. in it that uh, you would have preferred changed or, or weren't too keen on? No, there's nothing. <laughs> I just think it's these three, the four, five, and six in the franchise are perfect. I really can't, can't really say anything, to be honest. I would say to you, see if they had just been kind of Mission Impossible 1, 2, and 3. You'd be you'd be saying that's one of the greatest front, uh, trilogies in movie history, wouldn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. you? You would, you really would. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, my, my only, again, it's a nitpick here. Like most Mission Impossible movies, I think the double crossing can sometimes be a little bit hard to follow where you think, who, who's working for who and why? And what's Sometimes the... it can be too smart for its own good. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you think, oh, I'm getting confused here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's just nitpicking. So, how would you rank Fallout compared to the previous two movies? It's the best one, I think. What makes it the best one? It has the best action. Well, the villain is better than the last one. And yeah, it's really good and it has great effects as well. What did you think of Henry Cavill's character? He was really good because he was, he was funny and he was a good villain at the end because he didn't really stop fighting even though he got half his face burned off. And what was the, the best? There were lots of great action sequences in this. What was your favourite one? Um, Probably when they're having the fight in the bathroom. Mm, yes, that's really good. And what about the, the scene where Tom Cruise breaks his ankle? Did you wince when you seen it? Uh, not really because you couldn't really tell. Yeah. I don't think. And would you like to do the skydive from 30,000 feet? No. You're not going to do that? No. Okay. So let's rank it. Uh, well, I'm definitely ranking it top tier. Brilliant movie. Uh, and I'm guessing you're doing the same? Yeah. Same, yeah. So that's just covered the six movies, but obviously there, there was the, the newest one. Um, Dead Reckoning Part 1, which came out, what, about six weeks ago? Yes, right. Yeah, I went to see it opening weekend, and um, I think you just seen it a bit more recently, didn't you? Uh, a few weeks ago now, but yeah, about three, three weeks ago, maybe something like that. All so um, we've got a bit of context for this now, because a couple of weeks have passed. So this is the longest film, uh, duration-wise. Mm. It is only Part 1, we've not seen Part 2. It's what two hours and forty long, so it's the longest Mission yeah. Impossible movie. Uh, what did you think? Unfortunately, it went back to the quality of the first three. <laughs> it just felt. The thing is, I've only seen it once. I'd like to watch it again to just go over it again, but it just felt they're just trying to. It just felt a bit convoluted, like they're trying to put everything but the kitchen sink in and just too much and it was it was too long. And I think that lost me a bit. There's bit they could have taken at least half an hour out of it. 
And even some of the CGI wasn't that great as well. It was a bit obvious it was CGI, like bits at the end when they were hanging on and stuff, it looked a bit fake. But I don't know if the whole COVID thing had an influence on, I don't know, maybe it affected the direction it went and maybe, I don't know, just, who knows? But yeah, I think it was a a big down, downward trajectory from the previous three. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to be as harsh as you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I don't think it's as strong as the previous three. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, obviously, it's too long. It is too long. I, I would agree with you there, although I did think it still went by fairly quickly. Some great action stuff in there, although I did feel some of it was a little bit too derivative of previous movies, for example, mm-hmm. the car chase in, is it Rome? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought, yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to what you've done in, you know, in in Paris, for example, in the previous movie. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I thought some of it was feeling a bit repetitive compared to others. Um, I, again, spoilers, I very much disagreed what it did with the character of uh, Elsta Faust. Rebecca Ferguson's character. I disagreed with what they did with her character. And although Hayley Atwell was a good addition uh, to, to the cast, she was good at it. And yeah, I mean, the action and everything's great. I like the airport sequence. That was really good. That was very dramatic. Um, but yeah, I, I, so it sounds like I'm being negative. I don't mean to be. I still really enjoyed it. Still a really enjoyable uh, movie, Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I just don't think it reached the kind of very high standards of the the, the previous three movies in the franchise. So I, w- I would kind of rank it below them. But we've yeah. only seen it once, and I, I've seen myself. Exactly. I'd, like to, I'd like to give it another. But, uh, two or three times, and suddenly, actually, mm. this is really good. And, you know, the estimations go up. Mm. And it, it's such a high... How can you top the previous three as well? It's like, you know, it's almost impossible and and also as, as part one and sometimes you don't get the same kind of um conclusion when it's a complete yeah. movie so when we've seen part two as well you do you do tend to view the part ones in a different light because you've got the mm-hmm. full picture if you like the full yeah. story so we'll see maybe Elsa's not dead and it was just a dream <laughs> we don't know. yeah no, they, they've done yeah. his first wave or his wife, yeah. What she was doing. Well, I was just because I thought that Elsta was going to be the one that kind of Ethan Hunt would ride off into the sunset with. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would have been nice for the character. So that's why I'm a bit disappointed. And I think Rebecca Ferguson's great. So that's why I'd yeah. like to see her in the next one. So, mm-hmm. so only having seen it once, what do you think? It was a bit long, but it had uh, some other really good stunts like the one where they're climbing up the train carriages and uh, when they're driving the car through the city because like it was actually done like both of them like the train especially was really good because they've done most of the uh, stuff by themselves yeah, and Hayley Atwell was added to the, the franchise what impression did she make? she was really good and fun but also at the same time the character just felt like this sort of same character there's like the last two like love interest characters 
And looking forward to seeing the concluding part? Yeah. Good. That's a date. So let us now rank. In fact, we'll put in we'll put in uh, Dead Reckoning Part One into the rankings as well, will we? Okay. We're feeling yeah, about it at the moment. So I'll let you go first. Do you want to rank your favourite Mission Impossibles from least favourite to your favourite? I would say least favourite would be the second one, the first one, then Dead Reckoning, the third one, Ghost Protocol. Second would be Fallout, and the first one would be Rogue Nation. Okay. For me, I would have agree with you. Mission Impossible Two is absolutely at the bottom of the pile. Um, the I would then have Mission Impossible Three. I would then have Dead Reckoning Part One. Then, hmm, then it gets tough. I'd maybe have. Rogue Nation. The original Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol. And Fallout. Is that all seven? <laughs> Lost track there. Yeah. And I, I love the original uh, the original movie, so I'd, I'd probably give that a nod ahead of Rogue Nation. Uh, although they're both great in my eyes. So there we go. Um, so I'm thinking for the next episode, Paul, will we stick with uh, spies and espionage since we've kind of... <laughs> we've, we've kind of that photo for the last few. We'll stick yes, with spying. I think we should, yes. So, I think but, uh, James Bond-wise, we've done Roger Moore's movies, Pierce Brosnan's and Daniel Craig's. Let's mm-hmm. uh, do Timothy Dalton's. We've only got two to do. Living Daylights and License to Kill. Yeah, but two, two films that are... Certainly one of them, I would say, is like a real highlight. One of the highlights of the the series. Yep, great. Yep, they're really yeah, good very movies. Underrated. Very underrated. Uh, Bond as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, one of those movies is one of my favourite Bond movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, next month we shall return to look at The Living Daylights and Licence to Kill. So if you want to weigh in on what you think of the Mission Impossible franchise or James Bond, then please get in touch. You'll find our contact details in the episode description and we thank you for listening and until next time keep trimming